minister guy here. Um, and I'm just I'm privileged to share this word with you this morning, church, because I really do believe that this is something that our church needs to hear. Now, before you go, I don't want to hear it. Just pray that you would have an open heart and mind this morning. My prayer for this message over the last few days is that this would be a, a, a meaningful message for us as a church. So why don't we pray really quick as we start. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would open our hearts and minds to receive what you have to share with us today. Lord, may the meditations of my heart and the preparation that you've led me through before this very moment, Lord, may it be um, worthy of praise. May it be something that um, is clearly executed and makes sense to us as a church. Lord, less of me and more of you. That's our prayer today is that, Lord, as we um, recognize those who have gone before us and have sacrificed, Lord, we, we want to recognize in memoriam as well some of those, those key believers that have helped strengthen and foster the faith that we right now have. Lord, may we participate in your power and with your word and in your spirit to um, be those kinds of Christians that this next generation needs. Lord, we thank you for Tom and Cynthia's lovely story. I think it's so appropriate for today. So, Lord, as we come into your word, as we come into this time of study and, and receiving from you, may you just really minister to the places in our hearts that we need you to be in and, and through and, um, and working in. So thank you, Jesus, for this time and bringing all of us here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, um, I thought I'd just sit down and we'll just chat through some things. Sound good? Not going to be doing any of this. I'll try not to, but uh, I'll just we'll keep it simple. And um, yeah, I, I hope that this message really is something that we as a church can really um, recognize is important for us to be kind of exploring right now in our ministry and where we are as a church. So I titled this morning's message, "Are You Expecting?" And just to clarify, we are not. Just want to get that out there right now. So if you were like, "Oh, congrats!" Stop. So uh, we're good. Thanks, too. is great. So uh, I think we're good. <laughs> but the, today's message is, is called, Are You Expecting? And today we're going to explore this word that we just heard from Patty this morning of, of this is just contextually for us to understand where the scripture comes out of. This is, um, this is right as the Last Supper is happening. And in John's gospel, he gives us this beautiful glimpse of this moment where Jesus prays to the Father for his disciples that are with him at the table. But he does something very interesting. He doesn't just pray for the 12. He prays for the next generation of believers that will be one with them. He talks a lot about how he and the Father are one. And because of that, they're one with the Spirit. And because of that, the disciples are one with Jesus and one with God. And because of that, see how I can keep going with this today? I'm not going to. Because of that, this next generation of believers that will believe because of the disciples' message about Jesus are one with the 12. They are one with Jesus, the Spirit, and they are one with the Father. 
And brothers and sisters, you and I have that same inheritance because we believe in our hearts that Jesus is the one true God and there was a generation of believers before us that told us the good news of Jesus. We have the same inheritance as the 12 at the table. We have the same inheritance of Jesus in the resurrection. We get to come before the Father, not as a scared child, but as a child looking for the embrace of a loving parent. Amen? That's good. That's where we're starting off today. Hallelujah! Glory, glory. I'm just kidding. So let's, let's get into it. I, um, every week that I preach, I didn't do this last week, but most weeks that I like to preach, I do like to have a theme verse. So let's just look at this together. I have two theme verses for us today, and it's out of our scripture. It's John 17, 20 to 21. Um, it says this in verse 20, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who have ever who will ever believe in me through their message. Isn't that cool? He usually says my message, but in this case, he says their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. Jesus does this a lot. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe that you sent me. So that's our theme verses for this morning. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, my, my next slide for us is a uh, reality check. Um, ooh, do you have, go to the first one there, Mary. There we go. VBS is in one week. <laughs> Woo! Amen? Come on, this is something to celebrate. We have one week until VBS is here. Vacation Bible School is coming. And I've told you week after week, but let me remind you again, church, we have 100-plus young people from the streets of our community coming to this house of worship to experience the love of Jesus Christ through our message. Cool? Does that, Rick, does it, is that sink in? Let me say it again. Come on, church. We have 100-plus young people coming into this house to experience the love of Jesus through our message about Jesus. Yes, there we go. Thank you. Come on, we're waking up. Wake up, church. Come on. You all got here. You can stay awake. Um, but it's true. And we have 50-plus volunteers, a lot of whom do not even go to our church or are involved in our preschool. Do you realize that? We've got people on people on people that the Lord is bringing into this house in one week. Now, as a worship leader, I call these silver platter Sundays, but it's not Sunday, but it's a week. Um, as a worship leader, I say this to our worship bands all the time. Christmas and Easter, don't be frustrated with the people that show up once a year. They're here. Let's celebrate that they're here. It's a silver platter where God has said, here's the people of your community, minister to them. And what do we do sometimes? Where have you been? Right? We, what's that all about? So we're not going to do that today. We're going to celebrate that the Lord is bringing 100 plus, 150 plus people into this space. Young people and volunteers to experience the love and grace of Jesus through our message. And, and like a, we, we are, I put this down here, we are like expecting parents. Right? If you are expecting to have a child in your home, maybe some of you this is 
kind of far back. That's okay. Um, I want you to just think about that, right? When you have a, a child that's coming into the world, what do you start to do? Panic. No. What you start to do is you start to look at the house that you're in. For us, it's our house of worship here, and we start to recognize what space is ours, not mine or theirs, but ours. I know for us, when our kids came, my music room disappeared. My office was gone. Annie's space to do lots of different things, it was gone because we had to make room. And that's my message to us this morning is, friends, we need to make room in this house. Yes, we have a preschool. We need more rooms. And I, and I don't mean like let's just do a campaign for money. I mean here in our hearts. Because I want you to just be real for a second. Look around the room. How many young people do you see? Young people, you're okay. Let's, let's do this. I want you to look at the empty chairs instead of the young people. Got a lot of chairs up against the wall, don't we? Got a lot of empty chairs. I know it's Memorial Day weekend. It's kind of a perfect example for us. But it's, and I know this has filled up more, but it's important that we just look around and recognize there's empty space. There's space to fill. And, and the question is, do we have that in our hearts as well? Do we have space in our hearts as well? And today's message is a loving exploration about if we as a church are more fo focused on the maintenance of maintaining what we've already done pre-COVID, which is far in the past now, because the church has changed and the world has changed, amen? It's not six months, it's not been a year, it's, not been, it's been a minute. It's time to wave that in the, in the rear view mirror and celebrate where we have been as a church. But for us to look forward of what the Lord is doing next. This is a real message for us, amen? And it's an ex exploration, it's a loving exploration for us to refocus our hearts this morning on this next generation. And as a church, this is the slide that I was, had you up there, Mary. Um, as a church, the question that I have for us is what kind of parent are we? As a church body, are we the procrastinator or the planner? And I think if we're honest, right, um, we can be both in different areas of life. We can procrastinate in some areas. Some of us, it's taxes and things like that. Other people, it's um, just doing work. Right? But, but like, but there's places where we're planned out, right? As a worship leader, the more time that I spend during the week with the music, the more I can celebrate Sunday morning. There's been times in my life when I have friends who lead worship that I see them run back and forth from the soundboard, from the slides to this over here. Just do your work ahead of time, man, so that you can enjoy that space that you, the Lord has really opened up for you. And it really depends on how we prioritize the thing in front of us as well, church. We ask ourselves, is this thing important? Yes or no? Should I involve here? It, it, it's, it's so easy for us to procrastinate. Amen? It is. And I, say, I would say that we as a church are, are planners. I want you to be encouraged by that. I'm a new guy here. I'm the guy who's from the outside looking in. You're a planning church. You're a prayerful planning church. Can you do this? 
Give yourself a pat on the back. That's good. That's good. Thank you, Ron. That was a good pat. That was good, brother. It's good that we are a planning and prayerful church. However, if we're honest, do we have blind spots? Yes. Do we have blind spots? Do we have work to do? Yes. You know, I, I think about when I was a new parent, and I remember with both the kids when they were coming, since we were in two different houses um, with both kids, my wife would tell me, hey, have you built that crib yet? Have you put the change table together yet? Have you moved your crap out of that room yet? No, 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 no. You know why she said that to me all the time? It's not because she's a naggy wife. She felt the kicks, and I didn't. Amen? And I want to tell you this morning, church, I see and feel the kicks. I'm so privileged that I get to be here every, pretty much every day and meet people that interact with our church. You know, different groups that rent out the space, preschool parents, preschool kids, um, random people that just show up. The Lord is bringing people into our midst. The kicks are there. The people are coming. But are we ready and are we willing to participate with the salvation story of this next generation? That's my question for us today. Friends, preparation actually gives us more freedom to enjoy the moment. So I, I want you to feel this tension this morning from me of love but challenge. I, I want you to know that I love you, church, and that my family has been blessed more than you know in the last few months that we've been here. The Lord has healed deep hurts in our heart by your love. But why do you guys stop at the doors? It's a valid question, right? Why do we hesitate sometimes with sharing this love? I've been here just long enough that I can start to see some of these blind spots, and, and I want us to work on that today. So we have this classic phrase, mi casa su casa, right? Um, what does that mean? You can read it. Read it. My house is your house. I hope that font is big enough for you, right? Mi casa su casa, my house is your house. Right, I, I looked up the literal thing. It means make yourself at home, but it literally just means my house is your house. Church, our house needs to become this next generation's house as well. And it's time for us to reprioritize and refocus and explore once again what that looks like now that we are coming out of a pandemic. It's time for us to, to recognize that the world and ministry itself has changed. Do you realize that we were a part of a movement of the spirit in human history? That's never happened before. God moved the entire church online. No matter denomination differences, whatever, time zones, God moved. Amen? If you didn't notice that God moves, you've been blind for the past few years, and it's time to come out of underneath your rock. It's, re it's important for us as a church to recognize that times, they are a-changing. But for the worse or for the better? 
And I think this last week with the shooting, we can see there's some, there's some things that are going wrong. And we can look at this next generation of, of believers coming up, this next generation of kids and go, on their phones all the time. Don't they ever just talk to me? There's all these problems. But do we see the need for Christ in their life? And do we love them in our hearts? It's important for us to recognize this. Have we created a space for these people in our hearts? And is there a space here on site? Friends, the preschool is something that we are doing well, but we still have a lot of work to do. So let's, let's look at this next slide here. I have, let's see. There we go. Time, talents, and treasures is something that I want us to look at today for a little bit. Um, and we're going to pray about this at the end. But um, in today's text, friends, Jesus shows us what it looks like to be an intentional and planned out parent and leader of his spiritual house. Investment isn't just about money. Amen? How we invest our time, our talents, and our treasures really shows where our heart is. Now, it's, been, it's so appropriate. I did not even, and I promise I mean this, I did not even know about Tom and Cynthia's video about this campus Lutheran ministry. And Steve has a good point. Yes, we need to donate and we need to support this ministry because it's important for us to recognize we're not going to be around forever. And the church is changing, and it will change. And we're going to, we need to invest in this next generation. But the way that we invest, I think, is important that we recognize it's not just with our finances. Church, you do really well at this. Come on. Do you know how many churches Annie and I have served at where nobody does this at all? Nobody gives anything? It's tough. Ministry suffers. But I want to challenge us as a church, instead of throwing money at something, let's throw time and attention and even our talents, not at something, but someone. I know that you all know a younger person in your life. If you didn't, get out of where you're at and go meet somebody. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. Here we go. Oh, that's called the move of the spirit. <laughs> I got to stand up. Church, this is important for us to recognize. We have got to start to rethink what our investment in this house looks like and this next generation looks like. I wrote it up specifically like this. We should prioritize our time, all caps, talents, capital T, and treasures to be something that isn't always the forefront. And, and I say it like this. Let me give you an example. My son Juniper is nine months old. If I gave him a $100 bill, what would he do with it? Put it in his mouth and eat it. Right? Let's say I gave him $500. What would he see? Five different green things to put in his mouth. Right? We have to recognize this next generation doesn't just need this. We are living in a time where we have a generation that's being raised up who are so hungry for real human interaction. 
for truth instead of lies. Our nation is completely plagued with opinion as fact. Amen? It's sick. It's time that we start to recognize where we need to change some things and how we need to invest. This is a calling from the Lord that Jesus has got for his 12. That's us. We're the 12. There's a whole other group of people that we can mentor and invest in. And it's going to be by our message that these people come to faith. I want you to just think for a second of that one person in your life that you know was instrumental in your faith. Might have been a grandparent, might have been a pastor, might have been a friend at school. Just think. Close your eyes, for reals. Come on, church. Play with me a little bit. Close your eyes. You all have eyes open. I see some of you. Close your eyes. Think about that person. Who was that person that invested in you in a way that you really needed, in a time in your life when you were young and you really needed it. Friends, you and I are that person. Right? If I give my son, you can open your eyes. Thank you. If I, if I give my kid a $100 bill, it doesn't mean anything. When my daughter is um, having a tantrum, we ask her sometimes, do you want a billion dollars? No. The father is coming before us and saying, do you want your church to grow? What's our answer? Let me ask you again. Do you want your church to grow? There you go. We need that passion in our hearts. Investing in our our time and attention in someone is where our true treasure is found. And I think it's important for us that we don't just talk about this today, but continue to talk about it into the new year. School's ending for this year. Summer's starting. Some of us are going away. You know, some of us are snowbirds and all that stuff. That's cool. But don't, don't lose focus, church. The, the, the mission and vision of this church is to make Jesus Christ the heart of every single home. Do we believe that? And do we hold true to that? How are we investing in this house of worship? Is it with our treasures and talents, or is it with our intentional time and attention as well? My son doesn't need a $100 bill from me. You know what he needs when he falls down? A hug. My daughter's losing her mind in the Safeway. What does she need from me? To go to the car? No, no. She needs time and attention. She needs help. We have a generation of, of people who are coming up in this world right now who are hurting because they've seen what the last few years have been like, and it's been rough. Could you imagine being a young person trying to understand puberty and then a pandemic hits and then violence breaks out around the world? How confused would you be? Some of you think about Vietnam. Was that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Throw a whole pandemic on top of that. Do you see what I'm saying? We, we have a responsibility here, church, to prayerfully participate with Jesus in this. Let's go back to our theme verse and get us focused again. John 17, 20 to 21. I am praying not only for those, for these disciples, but also for all of you, for all who will ever believe in me through their message. 
through their message, through our message. Friends, Jesus not only prays for his beloved 12 in this moment, but he also prays for those who are still on the way to know who he is, those that he's never physically met. He's like a father creating a space in his home for them. Let me show you something that means the world to me. This is an image that I have. This is something that hangs above my head in my office. You ought to come and see my office. A lot of you never stop by. Come and hang out. I'd love to pray for you. I'm serious. It's an invitation. Um, This is something that hangs above my head, and I shared this as our last Bible lesson at the preschool this last week for our kids. And I told the kids, you know, I pray for you when you're not around. Really, Mr. Alex? Yes, really, I do. Do you know why? Because I love you and I care about you, because Jesus loves you and cares about you. Really? Yes. (laughs) To a preschooler, it's just crazy to think that somebody would think about you when you're not around, right? Let Let me read this to you. The Youth Minister's Creed, this is something Annie gave me years ago before as a youth pastor, but when I could feel the pull from God for this next generation. This is what it says, and this is something that I live by week in and week out. And I pray this for us as well as a church. It says, Jesus, I can't make them praise you, but I can praise you with my whole heart. I can't make them have passion for you, but I can burn deeply and let your light shine in me. I can't make them know how, what I know or feel how I feel, but I can tell them how I feel about you. I can't make them see you in their lives, but I can see you in them. I can't make them love you, but I can love them in your name. Amen. Amen? That's a good one, isn't it? Sorry, I keep moving. The, the lights, I know on the live stream it looks kind of funny. I'm not going to be able to move that. It's heavy. <laughs> in, in our verse, in, in our scriptures today, in verse 17, uh, 24, it says this, Father, I want these whom you have given to me to be where I am, to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. That's my prayer for us, church, as we, as we go into this new season of ministry. Now that we're coming out of a pandemic, what does it look like for this next generation to be one with the Father like we are? My hope and my prayer for us is that this next generation would be be where we get to be. Jesus had a heart full of expectation for his believer, of believers and his disciples, and and do we? Do we we come into this house of worship expectant that God is going to do something miraculous for us and through us every week? Or do we just come because you're supposed to go to church? It's an honest question. Why are you here? I'm asking. I'm asking you to ask that in your own heart. God, why am I here? It's between you and Jesus. You don't need to answer me right now, but why do we come here? Do we come expectant? We need to follow Jesus, our Savior, our example of what it means to live the fullness of life. He, had, he came expectant to his Father to take care of the next generation after he became one with the, the Spirit and the Father. And he, he had expectation of his disciples to share their message of hope. 
so that generation after generation after generation after generation till today, there would still be believers making disciples and believers out of non-believers. So what is he expecting of us? I'm, I'm finishing up, don't worry. Uh, he's expecting us to, to ask how we will prioritize our time, talents, and treasures. But friends, he's really expecting us to prayerfully participate in the salvation story of this next generation. Today, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit again prays for us in the Spirit's power that whoever the Lord is bringing into this house over VBS, over summer, over this next year, will meet the true God of the universe, Jesus. And that we would become one like how he is one with the Father, Son, and Spirit along with those first disciples. Beloved, we have been blessed beyond measure with great inheritance. But the question is, are we going to keep it to ourselves? Or are we going to put on the knee pads, get our hands dirty, and really get involved in this next generation? This next generation needs a space to learn and grow and explore who Jesus is. And like I said, we're doing great with the preschool. But what about our youth kids? How many of you know our youth kids' names? I'm still learning them. There's okay. There's grace in that. How many of us are really reaching to the college students in our area? Do we have any? Do we know? Do we know the needs and the concerns and the hurts of this next generation? If we have the answer and the answer is no, that's okay today. But let's not just say, no, I don't know. Let's explore it. Let's do some study. Let's do some work together. And it's not just up to me just because I'm the youth minister. You hear that? <laughs> it's all of us together as a church got to participate in understanding who this next generation is. So please be encouraged, friends. We are already doing a lot of things very well within this house. Like I said, my family's been blessed in the short time we've been here. I love this church. I love you guys. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Oh, man, I love this church. But we have blind spots. We have places that we need to continue to work on. Invitation goes a long way. Just inviting somebody, whether it's over for a meal, doesn't always have to be to church, man. Just to have a Jesus conversation. If you see a young person on the road, it might be silly, but ask them, what are, what's frustrating you in the world right now? Just hear them out. Might be educational for us. Yes, we have our own frustrations, but so do they. Please see today's um, words as a small nudge of love for us to revisit how we are reaching this next generation. Like I said, we're doing great things, but we have blind spots that need extra attention. And as we're going to finish this morning, we're going to do this. We're going to ask Jesus to help us prioritize our hearts correctly. This might be different for us as a church, but we're going to just take some time and prioritize, ask Jesus to help us prioritize 
our time, our talents, and our treasures, right? That we would no longer just be so focused on maintenance of what we've already had, but instead mission and the mission of God, a church on mission in the world together as a family of believers. Are you hearing my heart in this church? Is this valid? We spend so much time and energy on maintenance, but we have people who don't know Jesus. We've got to focus on mission. It's a gentle nudge. I love you guys. I'm not trying to beat you up. You're doing great, but I feel that there's some places out of this scripture, man, I felt convicted. We've got to look at some things as a church. Friends, are you coming expectant like Jesus was into this house? And are you willing and able to help foster faith in this next generation? Jesus says in today's scripture, it will be by their message that the world will know the Father, Son, and Spirit are one. What a beautiful challenge. Right? I said last week that your mess is your message. It's true. Sharing where you've struggled with your faith really means a lot to people my age. Life is hard for all of us, but it's, it can be really frustrating when you're just trying to figure out who you are, too. So let's do this. We're going to pray. Why don't we go to the next slide there, Mary? I'm going to have us do this for a minute. Um, we're going to actually go back one. We're going to just speak. I have my timer up here, um, and I'm going to have us do just a few minutes on each one of these things. We're going to just, with the person that you're sitting next to, and if you're sitting alone, go find someone. Come on. Stand up. Come on, church. Let's stand up. If you see someone alone, go sit with them. Or you know what? If you see somebody in the room that you want to pray with, just go pray with them. Mary cannot be alone at the sound booth, too. Somebody has to go pray with Mary. Come on. Do you, do you want to be Mary's prayer? Oh, nice. Good on you. Good job. Mary, you got to move over and pray with somebody. How we're going to do this, church, is we're going to, I got a timer here. Um, and we're going to just, we're going to do a few minutes on each thing. And what, what I want us to do is, first off, we're going to pray for our own hearts. That we would create space within our own hearts for this next generation and for the needs that they have. Friends, I... Just because I'm a youth minister doesn't mean that I know what they need. I'm not them. I'm 30 years old. I got a young family. I'm trying to figure them out too. (laughs) Right? So, amen, amen, right? Jay's coming, I know. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray for these kids. And we're going to pray after that, after we prioritize our own hearts. We're going to pray for VBS. We're going to pray for our volunteers. We're going to pray for belief and blessing on the families. That's all right. Come on up, guys. We're going to pray for blessing and belief for our volunteers. Leave them, Annie. Leave them. It's okay. Our volunteers and and the students that are coming here. And I really want us, as we end our prayer, to really pray for this next generation, that they would really have belief that's transformative for them to be a part of the same salvation story that we have. Because I believe that prayer is powerful. And when a church prays, the Lord does great things. I know the kids are here. I'm over here. (laughs) So I know I see them. Let's pray, all right? Um, Just go ahead and start praying for, um, for our hearts. Let's pray.
Friends, if you can just go ahead and finish up this prayer. We're going to just take a few minutes now. We're going to pray for our VBS, um, our volunteers for blessing and belief, and for our students as well. So just go ahead and take a few minutes and do that. If you need something to help you guide your prayers, you can look up to the screen. Let's just take a few minutes and pray for them. Church, um, will you pray with me as we finish up? Thank you for spending time in prayer like that. Um, let's keep going, just for a minute. You know, that was only eight minutes, by the way. So if it felt like an eternity, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> let's, uh, let's pray together. Let's just do a repeat after me. Let's be the children of God. Let's be, let's be kids ourselves. Jesus, please bless this house of worship. Help us to prioritize our time, attention, talents, and treasures in the right places. Father, we lift up the volunteers 
who are coming to help at VBS. We pray for belief and blessing to break out. Come on, church, to break out in the Spirit's power, in the hearts, the minds, and the spirits of our volunteers. May they find purpose and place within your house, within your body. We pray for belief and blessing to break out in a mighty way by your spirit's power on the students and young people who are coming in droves into this house of worship. Help us participate prayerfully in the salvation story of this next generation. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> All right, church, why don't we stand and sing? Thanks for participating prayerfully today in today's message.